This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in to the Gwen and Chris program here, everybody. I'm Scraby, and today I'm going to be joined by Sammy Lev here for the first or for the four hours of the show. Chris Ello is going to... Join the show when he gets to Boise, but for that, uh, until then, it's going to be Sammy and Scraby. Sammy, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Matt Scraby. Great to be here. A little Friday in January. Sun is shining. Great weather, and uh, excited for a fun four hours here. Yes, fun four hours is right because we are going to go through a lot of stuff. We have the NFL playoffs to talk about. We have my day at Tory Pines to talk about that I will yes. begin with here in just a second. We have uh, some Padres news. Juan Soto has been offered his arbitration contract, which was as expensive as everybody thought it was going to be. And Blake Snell reportedly has uh, been offered a contract by the Yankees. So we'll get into that in just a second. But first, yesterday, I missed out on uh, the show because I was out at Torrey Pines golfing, which is not really, uh, I'm not really missing out too much, I don't think. But the course is ready for the PGA Tour, let me tell you. And it was really funny because I had a, a friend with me that works in this station, and he was playing, and I told him, you have to watch your ball go into the rough or else you will never find it. And so a few times, it was like a 10-yard shot in the rough. We would look, and and we would go up there and couldn't find it. It's ridiculous. So there was a lot of lost balls. But Ben Higgins was there. To prove to me, or to prove, that I drove the second green on the course, Sam. Wow. I didn't, I've never done that before, but I drove the second green, and uh, I ended up uh, getting a par, so I three-putted. But yesterday was a really good golf day for me. All right, really very good. good. Fun fact, I have never played a round of golf in my entire life. Maybe I'll get there one day. Maybe you can take me, teach uh, yeah. me a thing or two, Matt Scraby. I, I will say this. I am very impressed with you right now, in general, in life, what that? you're doing. Oh, oh in life. Well, number one, you're doing a great job on Gwyn and Chris daily. Number two, the debut of the Scraby show. Thank you. Thank I, you. I mean, I hear Marconi Award <laughs> okay, rumors stop. already. <laughs> Marconi You're playing Award. well at Torrey Pines. Yeah, yeah. You look great. Thank you. You look outstanding. I can notice the work being put in. It, it is, one could argue, 2024 is the year of Scraby. You know what, Sam? I love hearing that because I have been saying 2023 was the year of Scraby. <laughs> 2022 was the year of Scraby. But I really do believe this time 2024 is the year of Scraby now. I really believed also that 2020 was the year of Scraby. Uh. And we all know where that went. 
down the tubes, really. I am into the idea that 2024 is the year of Scraby. Now, I can present this this hypothesis to Mr. Chris Ello later. I wonder what his reaction would be, uh, that 2024 is indeed the year of Scraby. But I am saying it right now in America's finest city on January 12th, 2024. It is the year of Matt Scraby. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. I hope it's the year of the Padres, to be honest, because last year was not a great year for the Padres. And again, we'll get into that in just one second. But real quick, Farmers Insurance Open is coming up in a few weeks. So make sure you go out there and you watch the pros. I will give my yearly uh, advice on how to watch golf in person and what day is the best time to watch in person. It would be the Pro-Am on Tuesday. Less people there. You can walk around to all the different golfers. But if you're going to go to the tournament itself, make sure if you want to see a golfer, here's how you do it. I wrote an article for 97.3thefansd.com like five years ago about this. It was about Tiger watching because Tiger is incredibly hard to to watch on a golf course because so many people follow him. But all you have to do is go set up like three holes ahead of the golfer, choose a great spot where all the – like watch the tee shots, go to that spot because that's usually where they land, and just stake out there until the golfer passes you. And then you will have a good close-up view – of the golf that's going on in front of you. So that's how I got to see Tiger Woods a few times, Roy McIlroy as well. So. I told you one fun fact. I've never played a round of golf in my life. The second fun fact is that before I went to Torrey Pines, the, the Farmers Insurance Open, last year, I had never been to a golf tournament ever. That doesn't surprise me. So it was it was a lot of fun. Like, I don't know a ton about golf, but it was fun walking around. It was beautiful. I mean, the course speaks for itself. It's it's unbelievable, and everybody said it would be like that. But it was a lot of fun watching those guys, and, and I was actually pretty shocked at, at how close you can get to these guys. Not just yeah. to their shots, but to them, them walking back and forth. I, I really, I mean, I've watched enough golf on TV I really had no idea how close you can get. So it's actually uh, kind of scary in this day and age because we have a bunch of crazy people out there. Now I went, I went on a, I think it was the Thursday. It was definitely one of the weekdays. Well, I think it may have been the first day of the tournament. They have the it first wasn't day. Busy. Of the, the it was first very, day of the very tournament nice is Wednesday for this tournament now okay, because. Wednesday. They don't want to compete with football on Sunday, which okay. is the NFC AFC Championship. So, so last year they switched it to a Wednesday through Saturday. So maybe it was a Wednesday or Thursday, but I'll tell you what, at least the time I went, like midday, not a ton of people. It was not crazy. I was expecting it to be much busier, crazy to get around. It was it was nice. So Everybody go I, out. I'm Support Sam the Levitt, the golf expert, telling you, go uh, <laughs> go check out Tory Pines. You know, you are a uh, co-ed softball legend, or at least a yes, rec league softball legend. So I think that if you have, a, you have a swing for that, then I think you might have a swing for a golf club as well. Maybe. We're going to have to go to the driving range. There's no, one I've right been, down there. I've been to Top Golf before. In fact, speaking of I've Top Golf. I've never even been one, to a Top Golf. One, golf. Of the, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is there is a Top Golf not very far away from Peoria, Arizona, where the Padres have spring training. Yes. It's like 10, 15 minutes. And I think from where my Airbnb is this year, I think it's pretty close. Like Wait, 10, 15 minutes. Hold on. You're not staying at the no. extended stay? No, I'm out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember last year I was so jealous of you for going back to your sweet room at the extended stay. No, it was it was anything but sweet. No, there's a whole story to yeah, the Airbnb. I know, I know. I, put it this way. I was all over it, like November, looking into this. Good call. Good so call. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to the Airbnb, but there's a Top Golf 
I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes away, and I went a couple of times just on my own, just to swing and do something, and, you know, once you get get the hang of it, All my, right. dr- my drives were pretty good. All right, here, here's the deal. Hard, when... t- hard time figuring out how to not make it slice. Okay. The other way. I know you got to close your hands when you swing through the ball. That was your tough. your hand your your hands are open, leaving the club face open, or you're swinging over the top. But here's the thing: we can when I we're still trying to figure out whether or not we can fit in spring training for Gwen, Gwen and Chris this year because them going to Korea really throws everything off. But we're trying to get out there, and when I get out there, we're going to go to Top Golf one Let's of those do it. nights. I'm in because we're trying to plan it around a. I think it's an off day on a Thursday, and then a Friday night game. At Peoria. So that's, those are, okay, we're going to try to target this, Sam. Right. We're going to try to target Let's this. Let's do it. I'm driving, so I'll bring the golf way, clubs. spring training, when I go out there, now under a month away. It's under a month. Right about a month. When when does it officially start? Um. Well, I am going to head out on the 9th, 10th. Oh, that is coming up. Well, it's early. It is earlier because of the, the uh, Korea trip. Yeah. But looking forward to it. Well, you say we, we, need, we need some stuff to talk about, Padre wise. Uh, well, y- I, I have and stuff. spring training provides some of that. It does, but I have some stuff right now because you um, you haven't been able, I don't think, to share all of your thoughts on what's been going on with the Padres. But you just said it. Spring training starts just about a month away. They still have a lot of work to do. I was talking to Ben Higgins on the golf course yesterday, and I was doing my crazy freak out thing because I am kind of freaked out at this point because they have a lot of holes to fill. They have a couple rotation spots. They have both outfield spots. They don't even know what they're going to do with Jake Cronenworth. They don't know what they're going to do with Hassan Kim. Take it away, Sammy. I would say there are a lot of things that need to be done, and there are a lot of possibilities as to how you could potentially get that done, right? Right now, you need a left fielder, a center fielder, a DH, more starting pitching certainly wouldn't hurt. The bullpen, I think, is set. Uh, certainly from a, an allocation of funds standpoint, I think you're set there. And now you got to go use whatever money you're going to spend and, and use it in, in other places and, you know, more specifically, your lineup and your outfield. So, look, I, you know, my preference on, on a very wide level would be I would not like this team to – Trade Hassan Kim. Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, we can get into it. Why? I understand why it's potentially an attractive option, but to me, it creates another hole. And my goodness, he's a really, really good player who plays his tail off. And I think if you're trying to win and be a postseason team in 2024, I think you're a better team with Hassan Kim here. Well, we can get more yeah. into that. No, I agree with and that. the Jake Cronenworth part yeah. of it too. But my preference is you go out and you sign some guys. And use, use whatever though. money use whatever money you can spend, whatever that final number is, uh, to go get. You know, it's not going to be the Cody Bellingers of the world, but go get professional major league baseball players, hitters uh, that can play left, play center, be a DH, maybe play some first base. That's what I would like beyond yeah. even trades. I understand why the trades are attractive, and, and I think there's a very good chance that we, we see a trade or, or more yeah. uh, by the time spring training rolls around or even maybe into spring training. But, uh, look, bottom line is this. There's a lot of work to be done. Uh, I don't think anybody is a huge fan of being on January 12th and not having somebody who you can definitively say is going to play left field and center and, and be a DH. And then, and I see you've got you know some some uh, uh, farm system rankings here that maybe we'll talk mm-hmm. about at some yeah. point. 
look, and this is something I talked about a couple of weeks ago, I hope guys like Jackson Merrill, I hope guys like Jacob Marcy end up being terrific players. I do, and they very well may end up being that. But unless you have some other, uh, some other names in here, if the plan is for one of those guys, let's say even, to take a starting spot at a spring training, look, it could very well end up being great. Okay, Maybe one of those guys takes it, runs with it, has a great spring, and has a great start to their career. But there are some serious question marks that, that come with that, from the limited experience at AA to the fact that Jackson Merrill's barely played outfield. Yeah. If he's going to play outfield, there are so many different avenues. I know maybe we'll play some A.J. Casvel clips uh, from, from earlier yes. today with Ben and Woods, because I thought A.J. had some really good points on Jake Cronenworth in that situation and, and you know how even first base looks, right? And if you got another first baseman, could you maneuver with Jake Cronenworth in some different ways? And how does that affect maybe trying to trade Kim? I, uh, the, 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 uh, well, first, Hassan Kim and his $8 million that he's making is a steal for that player around what, what major leaguers are getting paid right now. It's a steal for, for the Padres. And they need oh, for someone sure. like $8 million because they're trying to cut money in every place possible. And Jake Cronenworth, on the other hand, they signed him to that contract and, I fully believe that Jake Cronenworth can be the guy that they signed to the contract, but he's going to have to do a lot better than he's done in the last couple of years, and I don't think that's anything that I'm saying that he doesn't know already. Well, and the point that A.J. Casavell, you know, made in, in his newsletter, I think it came out yesterday and made this morning, was that he is more valuable as a second baseman than yeah. he is as a first baseman, which is is true, 100% true. It's true in the numbers. As currently constructed... Jake Cronenworth is your first baseman. Yeah. Because who else? There, there is nobody else. Well, Xander Bogarts. There's no, all these rumors. That's, I don't believe that's going to happen. I think that's a we'll ways down the line. We'll talk about that later, line. too. But he is your first baseman. Now, depending on what this roster looks like by the start of spring training and, and by opening day, can that change? Of course. Look, I don't think it's the craziest idea. What if you go got a first baseman and you say, hey, Jake, you play all over the place. Go get a, a left fielder's mitt. Oh, gosh. He is Why? fast. I mean, he can steal bases. I, I I don't think his speed's the issue. It's just how many places can you put that guy? Let him let him stay in one place. Well, if you got another first baseman, what it would give you, assuming that you're not putting Jake Cronenworth in left field, what it would give you is at least some, some different options. Let's say if Manny Machado is not ready to play third base by opening day where Kim's going to be over there and then Cronenworth sets second and then you have another first baseman. You need another first baseman on this team. Yes. Somebody who can play first base. So, look, there. I think it's hard to zero in on one thing because, A, there are so many needs, and I think, B, there are a variety of different ways that this gets done because I think the looming... Well, really, the looming two questions, number one, how much money can they spend and how do they spend it? And number two, do you make a trade or two? You have to. You, you have to make a trade. And if you were comfortable That's enough. That's the only way they can do it right now. If you were comfortable enough moving Juan Soto in the final year of his deal, there is an argument. And again, I'm not saying you should do it. I would not be a fan of it per se. But then you could easily argue that you should be willing to do the same with Hassan Kim, who's on the final year of his deal and who has a really high value. Yeah. But I will say this. At the same time, if you're saying that you are trying to be a postseason team and trying to win in 2024, but you trade Soto, 
and Kim in the same offseason, that's a very tough pill to swallow. That is. That is. Definitely. It, All right. It's quite a task for AJ right now. And look, he's got some time, but he, it, is not Jan- really. it is well, <laughs> it is January twelfth, and I will say this AJ Preller has done more with less time, I think. I, I fully think that he, I mean, he's going to be ready. The team is going to be ready for opening day. Well, it's just how they get there. Somebody's going to play those spots. S- somebody is. I mean, right now, it, it's Jose Azokar in center field. And, and Scraby. I don't feel good me, about that, well, Sam. Look, I, I look. I like Sugar a I do lot. I too, but okay. he's not an everyday center fielder. I, I Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a guy who comes off the bench, right? So, But right now, you got two outfielders on the 40-man. Fernando... Mm. And Jose is Ocar. And we know we know the 40 man, we know the active roster won't ultimately look like that. But man, a lot of question marks. And I, I think we had this conversation when we had the show uh before the holidays. I'm sure yes. I don't think we're any closer to those answers than we were three, four weeks ago, which is hard to believe, but here we are. Here we are. Sammy and Scraby until Chris gets here from Boise, and then it will be Chris Scraby Sam, or Sammy. Chris, let, let's put your name first. Just I'm going to go Sammy Scraby and Chris. Just so he Sammy, has to go Scraby, last. Sammy Scraby and Chris. Sammy Chris. SSC. We would, <laughs> we'll figure this we out in the break. Up with a better name. We're going to have a countdown a little bit later, and then the, the interview of the week is going to be when we talk to Michael King, Padres pitcher. Oh, good interview on Tuesday. So stick around. We'll be back here in just a second, and we'll be talking about more about Xander Bogarts and where he ranks on the top ten shortstop list right now among MLB Network voters. That's what we'll do when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Matt Scraby, Sam Levitt here, Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan, Gwyn and Chris. Tony is off today. I saw a funny comment from Brandon out there on the YouTube stream, and uh, Brandon said, already two weeks into the year, and Gwyn and Chris are taking days off. And I thought that was real funny. (laughs) 
Oh gosh, nope. what did I just do? <laughs> no, oh, okay. I was like, wait, I'm hearing I my myself. Laptop volume on. Is this real life? On the uh, YouTube stream. Hi, everybody. On yes, YouTube. you can go to YouTube. You can go uh, to type in 97.3 The Fan. Search that. You'll find our live shot. I also received some feedback on how we're doing the screens. And so I'm trying to reverse our screens. Can't figure out how to do it, but... Oh, I see. Because I'm, I'm looking right. left, and yeah. you're looking right instead of us being looking at each other. But anyway, so if you notice that out there, I'm sorry. I'll try to fix it later. But I'm just happy we're on right now because sometimes it's a little bit to get on. It and is. Yes. It is yes. quite hectic in here between shows. Yes. And yes. especially now, there are three people in here before your show. And they're in here, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was It was only, only it, just one person. It has got even more difficult. More difficult. You're right. But in the year of Scraby, anything is possible. <laughs> Hashtag year of Scraby. Year of Scraby. Okay. I'm going to tweet that out right We're now. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> uh, before I went to break, I was uh, talking about Xander Bogarts, and I was talking about the top 10 right now shortstop list uh, posted by MLB Network. And the I'm actually kind of surprised to see him where he's at on this list. And He's number three on the list of best shortstops in baseball right now. He only trails Corey Seager and Francisco Lindor. Now, I, I don't know. Is this like defensive shortstops or is this like all-encompassing shortstops? Because Corey Seager, I mean, there, there's better hitters on this list because Dansby Swanson's after him, Trey Turner, Bo Bichette, Carlos Correa, Willie Adamas, Bobby Witt Jr., and J.P. Crawford. Mm. I, I This wouldn't strike me as a defensive list. Yeah. Um. Look, I think I think this list is being pretty friendly to Xander in the sense that he's coming off last year, which was not his best. Um, I think it's pretty fair. Like, you know, Trey Turner had a really nice second half of the year. But I I think he's well-placed. If you want to put the, the career, the last handful of years – into context, I think he's pretty well placed. Seeger, I think, has to be number one after the postseason in the World Series. Look, Lindor's a great player. Like, I know in New York, because of the contracts, a lot of people haven't been super, super thrilled on a day-to-day basis with Lindor. But you look at his numbers, they're really, really good. And he's a good defensive shortstop. Look, I think Xander is a really, 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 really good player and a really, really good shortstop. Um Look, obviously the numbers overall were down last year, but I and I've said this before, I'm I'm buying stock in Xander Bogarts Me too. for 2024. Me too. I, I just think second year, new city, new team, the player he's been, the numbers he's put up over the course of his career, hopefully can be healthy. I think the risk played a major factor into what happened last year for an extended stretch. I'm buying stock in what Xander's gonna be in twenty twenty four. But I think I didn't see the social media reaction to this. Was were people saying he was too low, he was too high, that it was a good list, a bad list? Yeah, I'm reading the comments right now. It, it's all over the place. Uh, someone said that his track record speaks for itself, well, which it does. Right, right. I think this is. I think when you look at him three on this list, in between Lindor and then Swanson and Turner, you have to consider the full scope of his work over his career in the last handful of years. Because look, I. I think certainly if you take away the very start and the very end of last season, look, and it's no secret to Xander, it was underwhelming, right? And and look, I think, again, the risk played a part of it. I think maybe a number of factors played a part in it. New league, new city, new team, yeah, the injury all issues. The above. Yeah, 
But, yeah, I think the full body of work, if you zoom out, look at what he did in Boston, I think three is just about right. Well, the reason I bring up him being at three is because last segment we touched on it. Some think that Xander Bogarts could move to first base, and we heard him last year. He didn't necessarily say it outright, but he didn't seem warm to the idea of moving over to first base because I think he still thinks he could play shortstop at a really high level, and he can play shortstop at a really high level. Um, It's just you can't move him from shortstop because – I know there's a backup of shortstops, so you have to consider Fernando Tatis no longer a shortstop. He he's he's, he's not, not there. Like I mean, maybe I, one I see day some again, people, but... I see some people that are like, well, move Xander to first and have Fernando come and play shortstop. I don't think that would ever happen. You cannot take well, a guy out of right field who just got done playing the first season and winning a gold glove. I don't think it's impossible that Fernando Tatis Jr. could be a shortstop again. I don't think that's He's I think so that's young. true. Yes. I think there is a scenario in which if you asked Fernando where he would like to play in a perfect perfect world, I don't know this for sure. So I'm just I'm putting it, yeah. you know, I'm not putting words in his mouth. I think there's a chance if if he was being honest that maybe he would say I came up a shortstop. I'm a shortstop by nature. Now, he is good enough and athletic enough and so great at the game of baseball that he went to right field and in one season became the best defensive outfielder I need in to the game. correct myself. He won the platinum glove, yes. not the gold glove. So that's a credit to him. Look, I think eventually the Bogarts conversation will will happen, right? Of him going to first um, because he's 31 years old now. And, and look, he's not going to be 38 years old in all likelihood playing shortstop day to day. Now, you signed him as a shortstop. You signed him with the intention of him playing shortstop. Defensively, he was good last year, and that's where he'll be. And, and the Fernando part of it, he's fine right now. I'll yeah. worry I'll worry about Fernando in, in five years where he's going to play at, at age 29, 30 in five years. Yeah. I'm not worried about that now. And I see people in the YouTube chat you know, saying about the, the list, yeah. Hassan Kim's a better defender. Well, we're, we're looking at a shortstop list, and quite frankly, Hassan Kim wasn't really a He's shortstop a last year. Guy. We all understand what he is. That, at, that if he played shortstop, when you when you rank the shortstops on the San Diego Padres, Kim, Fernando, Bogarts, you could even put Jake Cronenworth, yep. okay, in that in that conversation. We all understand you that could Hassan, put Manny in that conversation. Sure, that Hassan Kim is the best defender of the group. He's one of the best defenders in baseball. Period. That's he, he was not a shortstop. So look, I'll tell you this: if he was a shortstop last year, I'd be fascinated to see where Hassan Kim would be on this list. Because yeah. to me, after last season, he might even be I number one. Well, I would say he... Well, he's not the offensive he's guy. Certainly, well, he's certainly in this top 10. Yes. Um, I don't know where he'd go. Maybe somewhere in the middle of this top 10. But he's not a shortstop, at least right now. Yeah. But uh, next year, depending on where he plays, he could be a shortstop again. And the whole thing with Hassan Kim, too, is that, like, He's gonna he's gonna get a big contract when he when they have to extend him. This is his final year under contract, and next year is a mutual option. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he is on the team next season. No, he'll be a free agent at the end of the year. He has to be. Yes. I mean, he's he's, he's increased got, his value by a lot, he, and I don't know what the Padres are gonna do. Well, look, but that's not a worry uh, that we uh, need right now. You know. 
if this were a year ago, I would say that's a prime candidate for extension, right? He's 28 years old this season. He's somebody that's going to get a very big deal. Yeah. Now, also, that is contingent on what he does this year. Last year was a major step forward. If he plays up to that standard again, if he's even better, Hassan Kim is going to make a lot, a lot of money this time next year. It's a good thing and a bad thing because Hassan Kim is going to be a good player this year, but the Padres are maybe going to lose him next year to free agency. I, I would say this. If it were a year ago and he had had that season in 2022, He's traded? Well, no. I I would think there may be a chance that the Padres would would spend that kind of money on an extension and and have him here for a long time. Uh, Marco asking on the YouTube chat, when does the Hosmer deal come off the books? In two seasons. Yes. Ben Ben and I talked about this yesterday. He has two more seasons. They have to pay him $13 million each year. Um, that's going to free up $13 million, obviously, when it's done. But it's, it's killing him right now. And everybody knew that once he got traded... To the with the Red Sox, yeah. So that's that's thirteen million dollars this year. So the two guys on the Padres payroll that will not be on the team for this year: Hosmer at thirteen, and that Matt, uh, Matt Carpenter at one point five. Ah, uh, I forgot about Matt Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, it, yeah, it's part of the the situation there. And yes, uh, guess what? Uh, another fourteen point five million dollars to spend this off season on this year's roster would would be go a, a long lot. way. Yeah, is what it is. Especially when we're seeing like mediocre starting pitchers getting fifteen million dollars a year. Marcus Stroman he accepted a, a deal with the Yankees. Pending a physical, and I think it was two years and thirty-seven million dollars. So Marcus Stroman is a good pitcher. I thought maybe he would get a little bit more, but the market is—I mean, yeah. what's that? Like just like around nineteen million dollars a year, which is a lot of money, but it's not for this year's starting pitcher rate. Yeah, I, I thought it was—I thought the Stroman deal was was sort of appropriate based on the market. And look, he had a very good start to last year, and then he had injury issues. He had the hip issue. Um, he's a two-time All-Star. He could be very good. Um, you know, he 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 uh, had a two-nine-six ERA in the first half. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's was, very good. So I knew he was very good, but two-nine-six is terrific. Yeah. So he was very good last year. He could be very good for the Yankees. Look, I thought the most interesting part you know, from a a Padre perspective of the Stroman deal and and really the the wider picture of free agency right now. And I don't remember who reported this was that. The Yankees made a contract offer to Blake Snell, yes, yes. which wasn't enough, and they've pivoted. Now, does that mean they're out on Snell? I don't know. But I saw some numbers be, floating. It could mean they're out. I saw some numbers floating around about what they offered, but it, I've never, I haven't seen an official number yet, so I can't go with anything until. Uh, but I, I've seen numbers like five for one fifty. Which, if Blake Snell's turning down five for one fifty, I mean, what, that's over twenty five million dollars a year. Um, I, I don't know if I can even take that because it's not something I've seen from an official reporter. But let's well, see who I think maybe it was Heyman who said that. Yesterday. Heyman does seem to be reporting a lot on the Yankees as of late, like a lot. Him and uh, Joel Sherman is he? He's not a Yankees reporter, is he? Is he a Mets reporter? Uh, Joel Sherman is. He's in New York, but I I don't think he has a beat. I think he's just a national yeah, based, probably was baseball John writer Heyman, in New though. York. John Heyman's loved around um, this town. This was, who is this? This is Mike Rodriguez on Twitter. Um, source familiar with the situation just told me the Yankees offer was $30 million a year, five-year deal. So one fifty 
total. Um, look, it's a nice contract for Blake in this pitching market. I'm taking that. He, well, I'm taking yeah, that. I, I, I know he has Boris as his agent, and he's probably going to get what he wants, but that I is hard to turn do, down. I think you could do a little better for a two-time wow. Cy Young Award winner in this market. The, I think the good question with the Yankees, and for their fans as well, is does signing Stroman mean you won't sign Blake Snell? Because if I'm a Yankee fan, your rotation is not done. And to me, if you're the New York Yankees, you should be able to spend $37 million on a Marcus Stroman and go get a Blake Snell. If I'm a Yankee fan, I'm looking at what the Dodgers have done this offseason and mm. saying, why do they we're, do that? We're the Yankees. And look, I think that's been the feeling for a while now yeah. amongst Yankee fans. But to me, I don't know that that precludes the Yankees from signing Blake Snell. But 5-150 in this market... And a Boris guy, uh, I'm not surprised that Blake Snell didn't bite at that. All right. Uh, by the way, I did my math wrong. I'm I'm sorry to the chat because uh, I'm very bad at math. Five years, $150 million is $30 million, not 25 like I said. So I wanted to clear that up because I don't want to sound dumb. All right, Sam? <laughs> when we get you back. You never sound dumb in the year of scraping. <laughs> That's true. I want, I want this. I'm going to tweet out the hashtag right now. I've seen the hashtag in the chat, too. Year of Scraby. <laughs> Go to at Sammy Love right now. You can go follow me at Matt Scrape. When we get back, we're going to uh, hear from AJ Casvel. He was on the morning show. He's got some interesting things to say, particularly about Jake Cronenworth and his future. So stick around. We'll be back here shortly on 97.3 The Fan. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. On the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Back here on 97.3 The Fans, Sammy and Scravy taking you up until whenever Chris Ello gets to Boise. Did you know it's Boise and not Boise? Mm, no. Yeah, I uh, went to Boise one time, and I was corrected. Just like Louisville, is it Louisville? Louisville. It's Louisville. 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 Yeah, it's. I know. I know. It's kind of strange. But you have Sammy and Scraby right here. Chris will get back to us when he's in Boise. We're going to be uh, hearing from AJ Castavell. He was on with Ben and Woods this morning. But also, in just a little bit, next hour, we are going to talk the NFL. And Sam wanted to talk about... The hottest coaching destinations right now around yeah. the NFL. Which I, team is the best situation? I think we should talk that. I think we should talk playoff matchups. We have Maybe plenty of time picks. for that. We got we got we time. got plenty of time <laughs> for that. So we got time. Um, he, I'm going to give you a little preview of my thoughts on this weekend. Let's go. Couple of thoughts. Yes. <laughs> I, I was trying to get like a betting thing, and I don't bet, so I'm not sure how to put this. But I think when Scraby. When you want to bet on something or a team, you wager. Say, well, no, no. You would say like I'm going to hammer, like hammer. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hammer the over. Hammer the over. Yeah. So if I would say you're going to hammer this team, that means like you're picking this yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammer the Bucks. Hammer the Bucks. I got no faith in the Eagles on Monday. Really? None. This is coming from a guy from Long Island, so you what know. What does that have to do with anything? I mean, it's isn't there a natural rivalry between Philadelphia and New York? Well, 
Wait, wait. I mean, I'm I'm saying the Bucks are going to win. Yeah, I know. I, but I'm saying, like, I just don't understand why you're so out on the. Oh, I think maybe I'm so out. Really? So out. Oh, okay. So now out. I'm looking forward to this because I read something today. Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown a football since injuring his finger. They they're one in five in their last six games. Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown a ball as of yesterday. You've yeah. got Jason Kelsey on the Travis Kelsey Jason Kelsey podcast getting fr- so frustrated by Travis saying like he's making excuses for the Eagles. He walked off. They had to resume the podcast the next day. The Kelsey brothers had to resume their podcast the next day because Jason was so bothered. And you're telling me the Eagles are going to win that game yeah. one in five in their last six because games because of how Jason Kelsey is. Give bothered. me some Baker Mayfield oh, magic and a hammer. Okay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker, did we just hear, give me some Baker also, Mayfield magic? <laughs> I won't get to the rest of the picks. I got another lock. Okay, all right. Lock. Oh, wow, wow. We need him. To, we need you on a commercial, you know, going, Hi, I'm Sammy Levin, and I got your lock of the week. Just call 1-900-835-whatever, you know? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we'll get to <laughs> one other thing to say. Okay. This I know we're it's a little That's bit okay. random here because okay. I'm thinking about the. Uh, this the, is Sammy and Scravey. It's about different the, format. The, the gambling. Um, once upon a time, this is like five, six years ago, I was listening to a radio show. I think I was in Houston and I was listening to a radio show and I guess it was the early Sunday morning, like sports betting radio show, but like they were advertising oh, yeah, a I call in number. About. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I called the number just to see what would happen. I was not oh, going to no. place a bet. Okay. okay. But just to see like what happens when you call in, like what, what is this? Because I was so intrigued by the show. What scammer is answering my phone call? So they end up picking up. <laughs> I, I hang up right away. Okay, I hang up right away. They call me I knew all it. the time. I knew that was going to happen. Not every week, but they call me constantly, constantly. And it's like some voice, it's like, hey, Sam, Sam, you there? <laughs> hey, Sam, I've, I've got some locks. I've got some locks for you. And I just it's hang a, up. It's a, oh, it's <laughs> but it's a real person on the other end. They're like, Sam, you're not going to believe these locks I got. You're going to want to make these picks. That is crazy. I got to say, you called the number one time. I get called they, constantly from this number. Is Whatever, it a different number all the time? For all, I, I, it doesn't air on this station. I, don't, I may air somewhere here in San Diego. I don't know. But oh, it, was wow. some, it, was, it was like one of those radio shows. And this may have been even before, you know, the, the, the apps and the companies were like all the way there yet. No, I know exactly what, like what five, you're talking about. years ago. A lot of sports stations did have uh, a betting show on that was on at like 6 a.m. Because I know when I went to college in San Francisco, I would always listen to the betting show in the morning on KMBR because that's what it was on the weekends. And uh, I know it's like that. Like, call this number. I'm going to tell you my lock. I've never called the number because I knew it would get me in trouble somehow. But if you're a a degenerate gambler and you're desperate, you might be – Trying to get that guy's locks. So yep. that's where the market is. You need is. the money. All right, real quick. Um, tune in to kickoff with Boomer Sison and Mike Valenti every week. Boomer and Valenti preview the entire slate of NFL games. Analysis from Boomer. Picks from Mike. The biggest stories in the league packed into an hour. Tonight at 7 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan and always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. And by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Love Boomer.
I do too. I love that show actually because I usually well now it's the Scraby show. It's going to be after the Scraby show mm. tonight at seven p.m. But I, I I love listening to those guys. That's Boomer Sison has some good yeah. takes on football. A no joke. I've listened to that Boomer and Valenti show before. Yeah, it's very good. I I actually I highly recommend people stick around after your show. Listen to that on it's today right Fridays. Yeah, Friday at seven. Yeah. Listen to it. They they do a, a good job. They do. They do. Uh, all right. Well, when we went to break, we said we had AJ Casavell. He was on with Ben and Woods this morning. And I'm going to start with this clip because we had talked about it already. But it was his thoughts on Jake Cronenworth and what they need to do with Jake Cronenworth. I cut the answer in the middle, so it might sound like it's picking up in a weird place. But most of it is there. So here's AJ Casavell this morning. Because if you enter the season with Jake Cronenworth as your first baseman, what you're getting is like kind of like an average average hitting first baseman and a guy whose defense can't really shine as much there at second base if he's playing second. Well, he's significantly above average as a hitter based on his career numbers and his defense is above average as well. So you're getting a lot of value there. If you enter the season with Jake Cronenworth as a first baseman, it, it, it still seems somewhat unlikely to me that you end the season with Jake Cronenworth as a first baseman just because of the way injuries work. And we already know going into the season that, that I, I know Manny Machado's the reports have been have been solid on him, but if he needs to open the ears of DH, well, now you've got Cronenworth at second and Hassan Kim at third and a pretty solid defensive alignment in that regard. I just think that, like you said, you need to get the most value out of the guys that you have, and you're not getting the most value out of Jake Cronenworth at first base. So if the Padres were to be willing to to look into a trade, whether it's Cronenworth, whether they'd be willing to trade Hassan Kim, I think there's a reason to do that because they're not getting the most value they can out of those guys. I also think that you better be careful in doing so because rosters change quickly throughout the course of the season. CJ Casfell with Ben and Woods this morning. Now I have a question for you, Sam, and I, I hope you know the answer to mm-hmm. this, but why, why would it change a guy's output going from first to second? Well, it doesn't change what they actually do with the plate, but the argument is that, you have more value at a certain position because of what you do offensively. For example, AJ did a good job in his article the other day of, of putting out the numbers. So let I'll make the case through what AJ wrote because I'm looking at it right now. A league average first baseman, and we'll just go by WRC plus, okay? okay. Forget average, forget on base percentage, forget slug. Let's just look at WRC and that plus, is... uh, weighted runs created plus. I, and I, that is that's <laughs> I I could go on fan graphs and read no the exact basically it's it's how how many runs they create with all different factors sure it's not sure it's, but but the de- <laughs> here's the thing the definition is not even you don't even have to know the okay. definition all okay right. just use the number a league average first baseman in Major League Baseball in 2023 had a 108 wrc plus a league average second baseman had a 97 WRC+. And for clarification, the higher you go and the more above 100 you go, the better and better you are. Jake Cronenworth in his career from 2020 to 2023, even with last year mm-hmm. being a really down year, has a 109 career WRC+. Wow. So think about that again. He's at 109. A second baseman league average last year is 97 a league average for a first baseman last year is 108. So as a first baseman with those offensive numbers, he's I average. get what you're saying. He's now. right there. A second baseman, he's actually way above what the average second baseman is 
offensively. So what it means is that if you have him at second base, you're getting more value yes. there. Where hypothetically, then you get a first baseman who is, let's say, even an average first baseman as far as WRC+. Plus, and you're getting more value out of those two positions, whereas right now amongst first basemen, you know, he's he's just average right now. Whereas when he's a second baseman offensively in his career, he's been above average. So that was that's part of the case that that AJ was trying to make in his article. And and I understand it. What I would say, and this is no secret to AJ, and there's a lot of AJs involved, not Preller Castell yes, wrote yes. the article, and and this is no secret to anybody. Look, right here, right now, as currently constructed, they don't have another first baseman. Unless something crazy is happening and Xander's going over to first, okay, which I, I don't think is yeah. happening. They don't have another first baseman. So, I, look, again, there is an argument to be made that if you could figure out a way to adjust your roster where Jake was not at first base day-to-day, that, yes, you get more value from him. I, I just think, to me right now, when you look at the question marks on this roster – and the blank spaces in that lineup and in that field, uh, to me, the concern for me right now is center field and left field and a DH. Uh, you know, I, if Jake Cronenworth is your starting first baseman and that's the plan again, look, I think if he has a better year, he gives you enough there. He's good enough defensively. To me, there there are just higher things on in the pecking order with left field and center field right now that I'm more worried about, quite frankly, than Jake Cronenworth and his value proposition, whether he's at second yeah. base or first base. But I, I totally, totally, totally understand what, what A.J. Casvel was saying in, in um, you know, kind of the, the overall theme of, of the argument, because he is right. He's more yeah. valuable as a second baseman. I just, for this particular roster right now, I you can't move. I on. don't know what you do. Because they've they've kind of already put themselves in this position by having him at first base. But uh, I'm seeing in the YouTube chat, if you want to go watch our show, you can on YouTube, 97.3 The Fan. But uh, they're saying, put Manny at first. Now, I don't think that'll ever happen. Why would you want to take away a guy like Manny from his like from, from the corner spot in the infield? Like, he's so good at third base. He's so good at shortstop. I'm not laughing at you. you I'm maybe what? chuckling. Maybe, maybe but a good challenge for me. Day one of spring training. Go ask him. Go up to Manny. Say, Manny. Think, what do you think about playing some first? See, see what Manny's reaction is. <laughs> he might. I don't know him well enough, but I feel like he would give you a weird look. I, I don't think he's thought about playing first base. And he's a gold glove third baseman. But No, he's not. Well, oh, well he, in the he has been. Yeah. But we'll say this. Eventually, as he gets older... Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe not a crazy idea, no. Maybe. Maybe. You, All could, right, you could play third deep into your 30s. And... Look at Cal Ripken Jr. Didn't he play third? Yes. Okay, good. You gave Sometimes Chris gives me a look like, that's not what he played, and I get nervous, but you did not do that. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. It's the end of the hour. Sammy and Scraby back with hour number two. Daily Gambit next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 